to the Big Head Podcast, the dynamic trio that you've all been waiting for. Long ago, they started a venture together. James, the smart one, Trey, the angry one, and as always, the dumb one, CJ. Get ready for the Big Head Podcast. Welcome, right. welcome to the Big Head Podcast. Let's get things going today. We have a special guest in, uh, calling in today, a uh, longtime friend of the show, uh, Steve Bennett, but goes by the name Metal Steve. Has a popular YouTube show introducing the world to heavy metal and getting people ready to uh, rock out with their cocks out. Steve, are you with That's us? Right. I am with you. What's going Glad on? to be here, welcome. guys. Welcome to Thank the show. You. Yeah, uh, how we doing, James? I don't know. Am I am I alive? <laughs> yeah, you're alive. You, you oh, sound God. like you're from that. You sound like you're from the heavens. Jay, Trey, how we doing, buddy? I'm great. All right, man. Let's dig into the show today. <laughs> so, Steve, uh, first question, man. So, how long? Uh, so, what what got you started doing the uh, the uh, YouTube show and like the whole just metal? Yeah, man. Uh, so basically what happened is uh, I needed a creative outlet. Uh, I was in a metal band several years ago and that band broke up due to unforeseen circumstances. And yeah, man, like I, I needed a, an outlet and uh, I still got chops so and what, all, what but I ain't you- got no friends to play music with. What'd you, uh, what'd so, you play in the band? I just, what were, were you the vocalist, bassist? I was, I was, yeah, I was the vocalist, man. Oh, really? So you're a singer, huh? Yeah. I like that. Why do yeah. you sound so fucking surprised? Oh, really? Huh. I never picked you. Oh, because he, he kind of, when I, after watching his show, he kind of like looked like he'd be like that, like bassist or the drummer that just like looks at people. It's just like, yeah. DJ's reference for the vocalist is uh, like Mark Wahlberg from uh, Rockstar. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the extent of my band keeping skills. Yeah. Oh, God bless the zombie fingers. Anyway, so so you decided to kind of just start a YouTube show and uh, basically introduce people to different forms of like different bands and what? uh, Yeah, yeah. Like, what what made you actually decide to do that though? So So I was uh, I was watching YouTube and uh, the student named Alex Hefner. I don't know if you guys watch him. He's a hip hop head. Yeah, he hip hop head and reacts to metal all the time. And he was, you know, blown away, very animated about it, stuff like that. And I was like, dude, I could totally do this. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, this would be awesome because I love metal. I'm a huge metal head. And there is new metal coming out every day for all kinds of folks. So why not spread the good news, if you know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm kind of jealous. Man. Because I've known CJ for quite a while, and I'm always like, "Hey, CJ, check this out." And he's like, "No, no, I, that's that's horrible. Why do you listen to that? That's it's so angry." And then he watches three of your episodes. He's uh, hold like, on, hold on. Hold I like on. this band. I like this hold band. On. Let me let me let me track this back a little bit. So, Steve, to give you some okay. credit for yeah. your show. So, you know, obviously we knew we were going to have you on the show today. So we did our research right. and our due diligence. So I started watching some of your back catalog of all your, or, of your YouTube shows. Now, when I first met Trey, Trey's the type of person that kind of just pushes you in the deep end of metal. 
So he just like right. put the screaming music. I just wasn't prepared for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was, it was just it was, switching gauge. Just very, dude, you, very you, it was like screaming. <laughs> I, I I felt very alone. I there was like it was like getting ready for an anal probe. I was not prepared for it. But all credit to you, Steve. When I started watching your show, I was like, man, this is pretty good. Like one of the one of the episodes you had, I believe it's Haunt mind freeze yes is the band yeah. dude i was i was loving that episode i was like man this is great i started listening to the music at work but what really put me over the edge and love this the, right here. The, the two the two guys know this i have this weird kind of strange attraction to dwarves like i want to fuck them <laughs> i i dwarf. I, I you're want short, you're yes. stumpy, and you grow an amazing beard, so you are a dwarf. <laughs> Very dangerous at short distances, not built for long distances. <laughs> but I, I have like a, I want to be friends with them. I want an army of them. I just I don't know what's right. about their big heads and little no, fingers. I no, just love stop. Them. They're fat, you chubby wanna, legs. I want to put their feet in my walk, mouth. You want to have sex with one because you watch midget porn. All the time. I do. I I don't like I I kind of strafe away from midget porn because Makes they're not as arabatic. Dwarfs right. are like a step above, you know, and that's right. where I go. Yeah. So one of the episodes you pop up and I'm clicking through this things and I see Dwarven Metal and I'm like, oh, I got half a chub. I was like, I have to watch this. And then that song Diggy Diggy Hole by what is it? Windrose? <laughs> yes. Is that yes. The, dude, I, I have it. not stopped listening to that group since I watched that episode. So basically. Oh, man. You're doing the Lord's work right now, man. Basically, you have made me. You have made me a fan because you know I kind of shy away from certain metal. You know, I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm vanilla when it comes to music. You know, I listen to '50s and '60s and maybe some Hall Metallica, Hall and Oates. Man, I'm an '80s guy. But like you know, right. I watched. I was like, "Ooh, man, diggy diggy hole." I am a dwarf, <laughs> and I was getting into it. And the real, the really cool thing about what you do, man, and like I'm definitely giving you a lot of credit here, is I can see you really enjoy it. You're very passionate about it because like you're sitting there, you're playing the music, you're bouncing your head to it. You got this smile on every now and again. You stop and you laugh, and you kind of like this is just great. So man, it's just uh, that's why I really like your show. I think it's gonna you know eventually. Now that you've uh, you de- dipped your toe into the Big Head podcast, we're going to broaden your – Because we have gonna, so many people listening. The one, the one listener that drives a Toyota Prius in Louisiana is going to be like, I like that metal Steve a lot. I don't know why I'm making him sound so – I can't do a Cajun accent. But, but yeah, man, I, I was, uh, I was, I was fully, uh, fully engorged. After watching that, and I was like, yes. "Cool right word, CJ." Dwar- yeah, it, it was it was dwarven metal. Uh, you yeah. gorged. You you filled with with some kind of fluid or something. Yeah, well, he was. He said that he got a chub watching it. So yeah. I mean, well, I got excited when I saw dwarven metal because I didn't know it existed. Right. Yeah. Okay. And that's the thing. Okay. Like that, that's the thing. That's the the whole point of the the channel for me is there's a lot of shit out there that people just don't even know about, you know? Oh yeah. And there's, if it's like the internet rule, right? So if, if you think it, it exists. Yeah, it does. Like they got fucking alien core for people that are like super into aliens. Would that, would that be rings of Saturn? Yes, Rings of Saturn mm-hmm. is definitely one of them, and half of their songs are about alien like 
abducting folks and probing them and stuff. And it's extreme metal, but it like has an night. alien and and kind of grindcore, but then it has an alien twist to it. There's pirate metal. I don't know if you've heard of Ailstorm or not. Mm, yes. Yeah. Oh my god. It's one of my favorite bands ever. You guys should check out the, the video I did for Glory Hammer. That's just a fucking D&D game that went off the rails and they started writing metal about it. I love that name, Glory like, Hammer. It sounds like when I jerk off, yeah. it's like, glory of my hammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, so Steve, but let me ask dude, you something. So if, yeah. if you're like, uh, you know, because James and, uh, and Trey, they've been in bands and they've definitely uh, run the gambit of different types of music and, and like their stuff mm-hmm. that they tell me that I've never even heard about. So like, say you to meet me, I'm, I'm a newbie getting into metal. And like, right. which way would you take me by the hand and show me the promised land per se? So you, you've already got a good start with Metallica. You said you, you like Metallica already. Right? Yes. Yes. I actually got All to right, see them so, live performance, which was amazing. Oh, wait, what, what Metallica, Metallica, old Metallica, Metallica new Metallica. Right. Well, yeah, I, I've always, I've always liked old Metallica, you know, but they were, hang on a second. What is old Metallica, CJ? We we if you if we're gonna right. we're gonna get you down a path, we we're quizzing go you. Your tears, you, you know. Okay, so let's go. What's your Metallica hair. go-to album? Uh oh, God. Uh, what one was one on? Or Unforgiven? <laughs> Unforgiven yeah, two. Yeah, that's the. That's the okay, black you, album. Matt, Master say, of Puppets. <laughs> no, he, he skipped because he went from uh, Unforgiven to Unforgiven two, which was a couple right. seasons later, right? Right. Well, uh, Master Puppets. Okay. Uh, so you're, you're, okay. you're trending towards old Metallica. You're, you're okay. I right. You're okay. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I've been listening since since day one, but now you know they've they changed out uh, multiple. What is it? Bassist, or I believe. Oh man, there's there's been tons of changes in Metallica over the years, but no drugs. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a huge change. <laughs> um, not getting burned by their pyro is a huge change, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, the uh, so Metallica is a to... good place to start off. And okay. then I would even start with some of the old school guys like Ozzy or Black okay. Sabbath or Judas Priest. Yeah, if you like some but, high fantasy metal, go for Judas Priest or Dio. Okay, and, so uh, say I wanted to say I wanted to these go to 11 and I wanted to uh, right. step up my game a little bit and something off the beaten path that would just be like, an eye-opening experience, like trying anal for the first time. What would I do? Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza. Oh, dude, if you go the Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza <laughs> route, you're going to be changed forever. If you wait, can is that it. is that actually a real thing? Yeah, dude, like, you didn't just make up. You didn't just make no, up words. No, because no. Angelo. I'm pretty, sh- <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're not together anymore. But their their first two records, my God. I, I have Steve, no idea what happened. He actually introduced me to them. I was hanging yeah. out over at their because you guys lived together at that time, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we lived together and practiced in the basement. So, so I go over there and I'm like, "All right, cool. Let's hear some metal." And then they're like, "Have you ever heard of this band?" Yeah, I've heard of them. What about <laughs> this band? And it just like we progressively went down the hole until right. they pulled out their ace. Don't the tap dance extravaganza? You Y'all got serious? a chopper flying over right now, or what's going on? Huh? It sounds like sounds a chopper like- in the background. Oh, Let's get to the chopper. Get, get to the chopper. Go. Get down. Get down. 
Do it now. You feel the power. Fuck you. It's like it's like air okay, blowing so into your muscles, and you're coming. CJ, you're I'm here. Put the cookie down. I've heard I've heard <laughs> of Megadeth, but <laughs> put the cookie yeah. down. I don't know. Since I'm in the room by myself right now, I don't know who's doing what. Ever so often, I hear a yell coming from the next wall, and I know it's CJ. <laughs> okay, so oh, yeah, no, the, definitely start at the the beginning. I mean, really, that's the beginning. Is Dio, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Slayer, Wait, is, things like is that. Dio, like, is, is Dio the one that does that? When a problem comes along, you must whip it. No. Nope. Fucker. No. Ronnie James Dio, the god <laughs> of metal. Oh, me, me, Steve, and uh, James all just went, oh my fucking god. Are you serious? Ugh. We all anyway, died inside. Yeah. No, the, you, you want to go with Ronnie James Dio. He also was in Black Sabbath for a little while. And if you want to go real old school, he was in a band called Rainbow. Rainbow. Yeah, and that shit is fucking great. <laughs> he was actually in another band before that. It was something to do with the elf. I don't remember. Uh, there, well, he was in several bands, but I think he was at one point was possibly in Deep Purple at two. Deep Purple, not Wasn't that the band where the guy had something to do with NASA and then he disappeared. Yeah, there was some weird shit going on there. I'm not sure. But yeah, I mean, like, start there, man. Start at the basics and then progressively get heavier. Find stuff that you can dig. Like, uh, I would say if I wanted to blow your mind, I would let you listen to Hunt the Dinosaur or <laughs> fucking... Uh, Is it Hunt the Dinosaur or Haunt the Dinosaur? Hunt. Hunt. Hunt the Dinosaur. Yeah, I, like I'm, I'm pretty sure the people that comes out with these names are like on some kind of heavy illicit drugs. No, like, I mean, you, just, no, you, dude. Start, you start running out of names because there's so many metal bands. It's like, yeah, you got to kind of stand out sometimes. Trey, I think yes. that's coming from you, buddy. That helicopter. What? What helicopter? Every time you talk, it's every time you it. talk, it sounds like that. Yeah, the helicopter's coming through. Maybe I'm on the helicopter. I'm the eye in the sky. The big head podcast chopper. Yeah, what's the traffic look like right now? Shitty. There's a lot of... Heading up 75 <laughs> north. We have a back-to-back -back crash. <laughs> I, would, I would love to be... I would basically be like... Uh, what was his name? Nolly or Ollie from uh, Family Guy. It's going right. It's going right. James, are you still awake? Yep, I'm here. <laughs> Say it much there, buddy. Nah, I don't want to talk over everybody. Yeah, yeah well, I'll start and stop that now. We always talk over each other. And that's where yeah, you, get like I, little, you get the little tidbits like I make all those weird noises you guys don't notice until you go back and listen to it. <laughs> but yeah, like the Hunt the Dinosaur would blow your mind. Rings of Saturn would blow your mind. Um, I, I don't there's a band out of Italy called The Strage. And they, or maybe it's Destrage, I don't know because it's Italian. But yeah. Um, yeah, these guys, they're they're like math metal. Like you got to do long division to understand what time signature they're in. Yeah. Right, and so, uh, so it, is, so, it, is it more math metal like Tool or is it more math metal like Dillinger Escape Plan? Well, I consider Tool to be less math metal, more progressive. Because, um, I mean, they they do all kinds of sounds in there. You, you've got like almost smooth jazz parts. You got like all kinds of shit in there, you know? Uh, 
especially this last album, it was very progressive. So I would consider Tool, Dream Theater, stuff like that, progressive metal. But yeah, I, if you want to get off in the deep end, there's all kinds of shit out there for you. CJ, I can't tell what the fuck you're pantomiming. Why don't you send me a message on the uh, app there? Now, I was just trying to make sure we get rid of that helicopter. What, did Damn. you get rid of it? Yeah, there it is. Because I think you had your fat arms over that audio box. It was box. my fat arms, you fuck. Yeah, it was. It was like, yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Your fat arms over that audio box. It was gasping for fucking electronic yeah, fuck air. fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so listen. So, Steve, what, um, yeah. so what was the song that brought you to the metal thing? What was the band that basically just like opened your eyes to a new experience of metal? Many moons ago. When I was a young lad in the middle school, high school era, I was totally into hair metal. Like, it was all about Bon Jovi, White Snake, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Nice. And Bon Jovi really got me into singing. And then, all of a sudden, I watched this movie called The One with Jet Li. Great. And he was fighting himself in that movie. And it was a fantastic movie. He walks into some kind of control room, and all of a sudden it was like, I was like, what the fuck is that? I want to learn how to do that shit. So, Disturbed, Down with the Sickness was my first foray into metal because I was like, dude, how did he just do that with his voice? And then, you know, at the time, Linkin Park and shit like that was really big. So I started getting into them and following the likes of Chester Bennington and all that. So is there an actual technique to in order to the wow? Yes. Or is that like, yes, just, like it yes. sounds like you're choking on a cough drop. Like, uh, I need a cough <laughs> drop. Well, I mean, you, you kind of are choking stuff off. It was it's called like the vocal fry, right, Steve? Yes, it's called vocal fry. Um, and there is a fantastic set of videos out there for the anybody that. Yeah, the Zen of Screaming by Melissa Cross. There's one and two. She's got a sequel to it now. And, uh, I mean, she works with the likes of Randy Blythe from Lamb of God, uh, Caleb Shomo from Beartooth and uh, Attack Attack. What was that chick from, uh, was it O-Tip? Didn't she get some lessons from her, too? Yep, yep. Or was she's, it, or was uh, it the chick from Ark in me? I don't remember which one it was. Well, I... I, I don't I don't know which one it was either. I think Arch Enemy was was definitely one of the one of the ones that had some help with her. Uh, but I mean, Jesse from Kill Switch Engage, who is you know like the end all be all for me. Um, oh God, no, okay, we got to stop right here. We got to stop right here. Oh, so you prefer Jesse over Howard? Okay, so here's the thing. Alive or Just Breathing got me into Kill Switch. Okay. Me too. And that was that was Jesse. Yeah. And then Howard came out on the end of Heartache. And Howard had such a powerful voice. He takes that a lot the end of sonically. Oh yes. And and he resonates so much better. But now Jesse had to get his vocal cords repaired. 
while he was recording this last album, Atonement. And they had to take a hiatus from recording and all that kind of good stuff. It pushed the record back. And then he worked with Melissa Cross. And I had seen him live twice. Um, and that man can fucking sing. Like, nowadays, he's been working with Melissa Cross. He's upped his resonance. He's upped his performance his stability with his vocals, the screams, the highs, the lows, the mids, all of it. And Jesse is the fucking man now. I don't know. But, I, I still, he still doesn't have that black soulful voice that Howard has. It just makes me swoon. That's correct. But here's the thing. You ready? Mm-hmm. The I was supposed to go to the Atonement Tour this year, and it got canceled because all this COVID-19 bullshit. Coronavirus. Yep. And uh, it was... Kill Switch Engage, August Burns Red, which you want to talk about another vocalist that can fucking throw down. Jake from August Burns Red can throw down. And then Howard Jones with his Light the Torch band was in direct support. They have a song on Atonement called Signal Fire where they both sing on it and they do like a duet kind of thing. And it is a fucking great song. It is my all-time new favorite Kill Switch Engage song. And... To be able to see that live was like, that was where I wanted to be this summer. You know what I'm saying? And I was super bummed when they canceled it. But they're going to be doing it again. It's, it's going to be hopefully later this fall is what they've said. But who knows? You know. So, so essentially, uh, Steve, Disturbed got you into the whole metal game, right? Yeah, essentially Disturbed and Linkin Park got me into screaming and, and trying to do vocals like that. Now, James, what about you and Trey? Like, what, what, what got you say. guys? Let's get, let's get O'Gara interacting. Now. Yeah, like, James, what what tipped you into uh, lead you down the musical path? Because you were in a band. Trey, you were in a band. What, uh, what was the thing that popped your cherry and said, dude, I got to do this? Well, for me, it was uh, I started with punk music. I used to skateboard, and uh, it was a uh, gutter mouth, no effects, pretty much anything on oh, fat. Yeah. Anything on fat records, I was in love with at the time. You ever Life, to, uh, was it, is it propaganda or is it propaganda? I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, propaganda, dude. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. They were great. Uh, it was all about the riffs. The riffs uh, just fucking the guitar licks fucking just ripped through me, and then. Uh, yeah, Metallica. I was big into Metallica. Had the Ride the Lightning uh, cassette tape. Used to skateboard to that. And that's what got me into it. And then uh, fast forward like a whole bunch later. Yeah, it was like uh, Drowning Pool, Linkin Park. That kind of stuff got me into the slightly heavier rock side of metal and stuff. You know what's kind of funny about that? If you think like there's probably some listeners that are like, what's a cassette tape? What's that money? <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs> Trey, oh, what about you, man? Okay, so here, here's where the issue lies. Um, so I don't really know where to classify my beginnings because Steve and James, do you think Thin Lizzy is metal or are they hard rock? They're definitely hair metal. Yeah. Like Thin Lizzy is definitely like a – like. That came out the same era as like White Snake and Twisted Sister and shit like that, you know? Okay, so my dad was in a band and they used to cover a lot of Thin Lizzy stuff. And I was like, this shit is awesome. I didn't say shit. Yeah. I was only like five. I was like, 
pissed off his cool. Uh, I have a penis. We It kind of started there, and then um, probably next was Metallica's Black Album, and yeah. I remember. I had found the disc in my dad's collection and I put it on. And I was like, what is this? This is awesome. And then oh, I'm drawing a blank right now. What, Steve, what's the name of the song? It was something about a wolf. Uh, of Wolfly Man. Yeah, that one. I heard that. And Dude. Like, Holy fucking shit. This is amazing. Trey, same, same, man. Same, same. Because, like, I totally like Metallica, Black Album, my favorite song by Metallica, and this is a very controversial statement I'm about to say, is of Wolf and Man. One of my because favorites. I love it. That yeah, gallop in there, like all of it, man. Yeah. It's so good. You know what's crazy? And uh, I, I really feel like I should fact check this, but fuck fake news. I'm just going to say it anyhow. There was a study where they took chimps and they played music for them, and they showed no interest to any music except for of Wolf and Man. It's because of the drums and the gallop in there, man. It's very very primal, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the vocals yeah, go along with the rhythm very well, too. Yeah. Do you know what we're talking about? Have you heard that it, one? Uh, no, I, I've definitely heard that, but I was just kind of thinking of these chimps in a room, just like, okay, <laughs> let's just get into this fucking music. <laughs> so they give me a, a banana, finally. Like, why are they going to keep playing round, uh, You Spin Me Round, Round, over again, over again? Just give some fucking food, you know? That, that Wait, so... <laughs> so, Steve, did you, uh, do you play an instrument? I know you said you were a vocalist, but... Yeah, I, pl- I, I diddle on the guitar. That's, uh, that's how I'm going to put it, is I diddle on the guitar. Now, you, I, I you're play, self-taught? Yes, yeah, I'm self-taught. I, I took a few, like, one or two lessons from uh, a local legend, Harry Maddox, who is my uh, my wife's father, so my father-in-law. Um, I took a few lessons from him when I was a kid, but I, I pretty much just started picking stuff up by ear and yeah. doing it from there. So I can play chords on a guitar really well. Um I am trying to learn metal guitar riffs like a motherfucker, but I can't. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's my little, it's my little fucking sausage fingers, man. I can't no, even wrap no, around no, the neck no, of the guitar no. right. So no. wait, Trey, James, how did you guys get? Uh, like, how did you guys learn? Like, did you guys are you self-taught? Did you guys go get lessons? Because I've seen you guys like pick up the guitar and just like fucking, you know, it's like I'm at a fish concert for heavy metal. Right, that works, right? Huh? <laughs> go, go for it, James. Uh, I'll yeah. let you answer first. Well, my story is the same as his. Just self-taught. Uh, I was in Korea, I think it was, and they had instruments you could play. And uh, we tried to start a band, and uh, that didn't work. And then I got home, and yeah, just a buddy of mine was like, "Oh, you play guitar? I play guitar. I know a guy who sings." There's a guy who has drums. He just threw a band together, and that's about it. I mean, just I always played to play live shows. Uh, I'm not really big into technique and getting like as awesome as I can on the guitar. I wish that I was. I've been playing for like 27 years, and I sound like I've been playing for about eight. But, so you're you know, more uh, not not like a insult to you or any other uh, rhythm player, but you, you're more the rhythm player guy. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't noodle too much around on leads and scales and stuff like that. I just like to find a nice groove, throw some chords together, and uh, write a song and let everybody else turn it into something beyond that. Yeah. For me, I started off on bass, and I remember uh, I had already started listening to Iron Maiden, but I believe it was the Rock and Rio DVD. I watched it, and I just saw Steve Harris up there doing his his whole you know routine of kind of running and jumping and then throwing his leg up on the monitor and acting like he's holding a machine gun out over the crowd while he's so I was like it's fucking badass I want to be that guy and so I got a bass and I just started kind of thumping around because nobody else in my family played bass but they played guitar so I kind of bastardized my learning because I was like, all right, cool. They're doing that on guitar. Let me try to do something like that on bass. So, yeah, I like well, that. That's, Go ahead, Steve. That uh, that that relates to to Matt, Monica. Like Matt used to take Rick's riffs and be like, dude, check this out. And then you'd be like, oh shit, dude, that fucking sounds great. Do it. Matt, hmm. Matt so, was uh, the bass player for Steve yeah, he was, from Ruin. Yeah, he, he was always like hella good at picking up what they were doing and adding to it. So that's a that's a good way to go. I like that. So Steve, you uh, so one of the episodes that I was watching, you uh, I guess you played some kind of Japanese band or it was a yeah. band, and you had mentioned about your wife translating it later. Is your does your wife speak? Uh, Mandarin or Cantonese or Japanese or something like that or yeah, uh, I was so, kind of curious I know it's off subject but I was like yeah no it's like, fine hey. yeah that's cool um, I'm actually going to get her to like help me co-host a couple of the uh, reaction videos whenever I start doing more visual K bands like that uh-huh. so that she can like translate as we go but uh, yeah no she uh, she went to school for Japanese literature and uh and language, and she taught English to Japanese kids over in Japan for a little while. Um, but she has spent uh, several years in Japan at uh, Toyo University over there um, learning Japanese, and she is close to fluent in Japanese. And uh, I, I played her that song, and I was like, "What does this mean? Like, what does this even mean?" Because I can't even read the title for it. And uh, it was "Maximum the Hormone," which is like a punk metal Japanese visual K band. And uh, I use visual K very loosely. So does she? Uh, this band. So, so does she have like the Japanese inflection when she like talks to you, Steve? You take out the garbage, you know. Dude. No, oh but every once in a while, like if we get in a fight, I will feign samurai seppuku, and I'll be like, <laughs> "No, I have You're failed like, you. I am dishonor you." Okay, <laughs> seppuku. Hanzo Musashi, I love it. Yeah, yeah, but no, she's uh, she's really good uh, at the Japanese stuff, and she's super individual. K, she's the one that got me into like Daring Gray and and. Uh, other visual K bands. Um, 
and every once in a while I'll do one just to make her laugh, like Maximum the whole Hormone. I was like, what does this even fucking say? Because this is a great song, and I want to react to it. And she was like, it loosely translates to, I, uh, let's talk about fat noodles. And I was like, interesting. Okay. I love it. And then, like, in the video, they're talking about, like, exercising and shit. And, uh, like the drummer is also a singer and, uh, does some choreography for their videos and shit like that too. And she is a badass drummer. And then all of a sudden, like in the middle of that song, there's like a fucking workout video going on and she's the workout lady. But see that, yeah, what it is, is, yeah, what it is, the, the backstory behind it is the fact that the bass player for that band was uh, was told by doctors that if he didn't lose weight, he was going to fucking die. Mm-hmm. So he had to go on a huge diet, and that means that he couldn't have any fucking fat noodles anymore. And, <laughs> and I totally thought that so, was going the uh, opposite way. I thought that was like a, a innuendo. <laughs> yes. Are we talking about bread again? <laughs> so that's what it was, and like that's why they're like gorging out on like carbs and shit because like he can't, you know. And I have to admit, really man, funny. like, like, you know, I, as I delve deep into your YouTube show, like there was that one song, it was big papaya or papaya. And it was just oh, yeah. a guy. Yeah. It was a guy in the background just going papaya, papaya. And I was like, yeah. man, this isn't fucking music. What is it? The guy's just yelling about a papaya in the background. Somebody uh, get him some fruit. Right. What the okay, fuck? So that is a brand new, that is a brand new as of baby metal. That is a brand new pop metal is what it's called. Okay. okay that, and what they do, say. we need to, it's J pop, right? It's like a group of girls. That's like a J pop band. Yeah. And then metal behind it. So they're talking about like, and then he's like, so I don't, yeah, it's, it's fucking crazy. But baby metal is hella fun. Yeah, you really Hella fun. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, if we if we ever do the reaction video, that should be the one that you do for CJ. It's some baby metal because he it would. Try oh yeah, in mind. Oh dude, there's so much. There's so much that they've got out now that we could totally do that. And I will say that Papaya is definitely the most liked video that I've done ever. So there's a huge following for baby metal. I, I don't. I just don't. Baby metal is there like stepsister metal like is it like porn you know it's like (laughs) kind of like i'm not even joking like actually there is a thing called porno grind oh Oh my god God. and it's all about like illicit sex experiences but then it sounds like so i don't know what you want Man, I'm not going to lie, my asshole quivered a little bit when you did that. Like, I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> okay, so uh, obviously Steve just did his metal growl. Oh. CJ, let's, let's hear your metal growl. Meow. Oh, God. Yeah, just try it, dude. Just try it. What, so I got to go through the throat. All right, right? Listen, listen, listen. First, yeah. take a sip of water. I got coffee. Will that work? Work, yeah. mm, okay. Coffee, actually, actually, wait. Caffeine <clears throat> will seriously like dry up your fucking vocal cords, man. Well, so this, this is a cold brew, so it's kind of watered down. So, <laughs> mm, yeah, no, caffeine does it. So, uh, yeah, good luck. Don't don't blow your cords. All right, here we go. All right. <sighs> <laughs> that hey, 
Hey, for a beginner, man, that shit will work. I'm taking the training wheels off. James, what do you got, buddy? Bring it. Oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't know I was going to have to do <laughs> Someone's an angry bear. Someone's an angry bear. <laughs> Trey, what do you got? I don't know. I just got, I got like stage fright all of a sudden is what I got because I'm like, ha ha, listen to these just Wait, I'm next. Well, just, just prepare, <laughs> just act like Raven when she's hungry. <sighs> I didn't hear his. Give us a Do play. it. Blah. I did it. Blah. No, no, no. Do a low growl. Come on. You can do it. I did. I did it so low. You couldn't hear. I swear I did it. Oh, so it was like a whale. He's a subwoofer. Is it picking up now? Yeah, yeah. That that sounded like a fucking bear. That's pretty cool. I'm starting a new genre: bear metal. Yeah, bear metal. A is probably out there. I haven't looked at it yet. Coincidentally, that's the same noise he makes when he climaxes. <laughs> <laughs> Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh so, my God. so Steve, going back, you were we yeah. we had talked previously. You were actually in the in the military. You were what branch of service were you in? I was in the National Guard, the Georgia Army National Guard, and the Illinois National Guard. Illinois, our very yeah, Guerra was in the army as well. So you guys yeah. are both soldiers of fortune. Who are? Right. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead, James. Give me a little hula. <laughs> no, I got to tell you. Okay. All military listeners. No, no, I got you. I got you right here. Check it out. I'm going to tell you about this drill sergeant that I had at Fort Knox, Kentucky. So I was at Fort Knox for my basic, and I had this drill sergeant, and his name was Drill Sergeant Walker. And he said hula after every fucking sentence. So he would be, and and he was like a big, huge, intimidating looking dude. And he taught like this. Hey, whore, you ever go to the bathroom, whore? And then you got to use battle wipes, whore? Well, take care of your battle buddies, whore. And then bring out the battle wipes to the field, whore. Like every fucking time. And dude, I just, I cracked up with that guy, man. He was awesome. But he did. Did you ever? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Steve. My bad. Step. He looked like Bernie Mac on fucking steroids. (laughs) Is what he looked like. (laughs) And he'd be like, "Hey, who? What you doing, bubble? Who? Soldier? Hey, Pride? Hey, Pride? Hey, Pride? Listen up, Pride." Cool. All I can picture is Bernie Mac uh, and Jangling out there. <laughs> you got real soft hands like a lady. Jangling, Jangling. Oh my God. You ever have any, uh, any people in the Army that was weird with hang ups like that or no? What's that? He tuned me out, man. He tuned me out. I I heard the whole thing. The whole thing you said, except for who you were talking to in the beginning, like. Oh no! I said, O'Gara, do do you have? Did you? 
across anybody that had like strange mannerisms or hangups or anything like that when you were oh man there are so many it's ridiculous like i i couldn't even pick one out of them all right now my brain's like all over the place but yeah i mean i had i had a corporal in charge of me that yeah he was the same way who at the end of every sentence where you started getting confused about what the point was because you just heard who 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 you got it who who another guy <laughs> it was check check everything he was a gun bunny fucking turned mp so it was always check check you got it check check what the Did fuck you say gun that? bunny or gun yeah gun bunny yeah he's an artillery yeah yeah, I supported artillery up in the Illinois. Like that was my whole thing. Was like I was a fueler for the artillery unit. So I uh, I know exactly what you're talking about with the gun buddy man. And that's why I was like, dude, give me some coordinates so I can fire down range. <laughs> okay, CJ, you may be on the same thought wave as me, but when I heard gun bunny, I thought like like a whore that loves guns is what I would. Think that. I just pictured the Energizer <laughs> Bunny with like an AK-47 or an AR-15, just like military. my brain. Yeah. My brain works a little bit differently. Like the wheels turning, but the hamster's dead. So, <laughs> okay. okay. So, uh, let's since since Steve is oh god my little oh, yeah, but you know what I mean. Anyway, is your Unisom hitting? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, so. Since Steve has a rather deep pool of metal knowledge, Steve, oh, Lord. why don't you give us like a couple of band names that's really far out there, and we guess which one is real? So do two fake, two fake, and one real. You down? For okay. That? Let me. Yeah. Let me. Let me think about this real quick. See, this is almost unfair because like Trey and James might know this stuff, but if you're like Granny Apple Smith goat fucker and i'm like dude that's got to be a band a side note there is a band called goat whore yes there is a band called goat whore james have Um, you heard of this band do you know do you know what they're talking about right like when they're like yeah jesse and brody and this guy and that and i'm like okay all right right. we'll we'll, we'll start you off with an easy one first all right for for, for for cj's thing here Okay. We'll start you off with an easy one first. Okay. Just you got the, the contortionist. See how it feels. The contortionist. Oh, that sounds. Kublai like- Khan. Shaka Khan. No, Kublai Khan. Okay, bless you. <laughs> and Amon Amarth. Oh, I know. What and that is. wait, hold on. We got one more for you because I forgot the fake. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the game. All right, we're gonna try this again. I, I didn't know Kubla, I did not know Kubla Khan or whatever you said, but I knew yeah. uh, uh, the so, and a monomarth. Yeah. So Decepticon is a band. Uh, <laughs> a Kubla Khan. <laughs> yeah, Kubla Khan is. Yeah, that's uh, that's a fucking hardcore band, man, and they're crazy good. All right, let's let's try this again, Steve. Okay, I'm sorry, I fucked it up. <sighs> Trying to be professionals here. Wait, all right. Fake one real. <laughs> all right, one fake, two real. Right? Yeah, That's what I'm supposed to be doing. I got yeah, this. Yeah. Dude, I'm on it. However you want to do it, just tell us how many are fake and how many are real, and we'll guess. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you one fake and two real. Okie dokie. 
the stray cats mm. as I lay dying. Mm. Guitar pussy. <laughs> okay, as I lay dying definitely sounds like a real band because I heard Trey go, mm-hmm, and he was all excited, so I'm like, I bet you that's got to be a real band. I went, mm-hmm, after everyone except for Guitar Pussy, and I laughed really hard. That one had to be fake. Guitar Pussy's fake? Yeah. That's what I'm Guitar going Pussy with. is definitely fake. If there's a band out there called Guitar Pussy, please send me your demo. I want to hear you. They tore the Steel Panther. <laughs> so, uh, so since we're all being upfront and honest about things, I have to admit, I was in a band when I was in kindergarten. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. and, uh, in kindergarten? I love this, I love this fucking story. Yeah. Kindergarten? Okay. Yeah, so right. uh, my buddy had uh, one snare drum, right? And uh, I think, like, one cymbal, like, half a drum set. I think his dad pawned it to, like, buy drugs or something like that. Like, so he just he kept whatever else of the thing. So he decided to make a band. And uh, none of us knew how to play instruments other than just kind of bang on the drum and, like, kind of make some kind of rhythmic tone. So, but I had a push button guitar. So, um, my buddy, like, just kind of went off the deep end and, like, went Hang to on the. Hang on a second, CJ. Clarify yeah. push button guitar. So, like, one of those, like, Fisher Price, like, push button guitars, like, where you push the button on, like, the stem <laughs> of the thing and it played music. So, yeah. Um, you know, I thought it was a total badass because it had like a fucking neck strap and everything or whatever the fuck you guys call that thing. And, uh, and, and I would push the button and it would play the song and then the guy would sing. So, I, you know, we were just fucking around down in the basement with this band really coming up with like songs like Stonebone Killer. Yeah, that was one of mine. Um, and, How does it go? Uh, it's Stone Bone Killer, he's looking for you. 55 years ago, he don't know what to do. Yeah, I was I was a fucking lyri- <laughs> lyrical genius back then. So, but the story oh the story gets even better, right? So he, uh, this guy John, decides to go to our music teacher and tell her that we have a band. So she's like all about like, oh my god, this is great, you know? Like they're 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 music professionals. Like so we wa- so John comes to me and says, yeah, we're gonna be f- performing uh, two uh, in two classes, one for uh, fourth grade and one for fifth grade. And I was like, yeah, man, cool. You know, not knowing that this is going to be a fucking disaster. So we walk in with the Red Rider fucking, uh, uh, what is it, cart with the drum set. And I've got, I, I take out my, uh, my push button guitar in front of the whole class. And I mean, we're just getting <laughs> after it, man. And the music teacher is just mortified over what she's watching <laughs> as I'm pushing these buttons. And like, and there's a whammy bar on there. So it's like, woo, 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 woo you know and like we're not making sense whatsoever and everybody in the class like it's just you know i'm thinking like you know when you get something in your mind like oh my god this is gonna be super great but then you look in their faces and you see just like oh man those poor guys like you know they're the kids that smell like piss and yogurt that you don't talk to like that was us at that point you know like anytime i let let people listen to the podcast that's what i get i'm like hey look what i did it's great me and my buddies we did this and you push play and they just kind of glaze over sometimes. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. just like, uh, okay. <laughs> Probably the best, though, uh, was, okay, so we lost a lot of episodes on my hard drive because I dropped it and it doesn't work anymore. But we had one, what we used to do is kind of what CJ did in the beginning where he gave a little intro, but we we took turns doing it. And CJ said I didn't have enough energy 
when I did my intro. So I was like, all right, I got you, bro. I got you. So I hit record and I go, it's 365 motherfucking days in this cocksucking year, you bunch of bitches. <laughs> and that was the episode that I played for most people and they turned it off right away because they were like, wow. <laughs> you guys are just vulgar. I can't do it. I'm waiting for the the macho man Randy Savage to come out with one of y'all while doing the intro. Talking oh, about yeah, brother. Oh, brother, the Big Head Podcast talking about boy love and fucking snap into a big heads. <laughs> That'd be great. I'd love that. God. Rest oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. You know, I'm, brother. Oh, Gary, I don't know about you, but it kind of seems like I have dual CJ right now. I have CJ in one ear and Steve in the other, but I can't tell who oh, Lord. sometimes. We have formed together to form Ultron. But then right. CJ says something stupid, you remember which one's in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, also, I don't have, like, the – what is that, a Boston accent? The bo- oh, you <laughs> shut your – you shut your dirty pirate hooker mouth. Sam <laughs> Boston. Boston. <laughs> yeah, we're we going car. to the party. We're Park going the down to the Harvard Yard. We'll get some fucking donkeys and go down and fucking work in a harbor. <laughs> yeah, that's my car. My car parked itself. Macaw. Cobblestone <laughs> fucks. I'm going to walk up. Gotcha. All right. So. <laughs> so I spent five years in Chicago, right? And they have a completely different accent. Oh, their accent's hardcore. Oh, my God, dude. Like, yeah. I worked with this guy, and his name was. Uh, okay. So I worked on a uh, an armored car up in Chicago. And. Uh, yeah, this guy was a driver. He was too fat to get in and out of the truck, so he was, like, constantly driving. His name was Big Fat Jerry. Like, <laughs> referred to himself. Hey, Steve, what's going on? Yeah, I'm Big Fat Jerry. What's going on? <laughs> and I was like, okay, Jerry, that's cool, man. And uh, he Next one time guy. he told me this <laughs> Next time he told me this story, right? And I was like, you got to be kidding me. This dude goes, so Steve, I'm a little perturbed with my wife. And I was like, <laughs> okay, wh- like what, what's, uh, what's got your, what's got your crawl up in a bunch? And he was like, well, I'll tell you, she, uh, she cooked us chicken last night, right? And that's all good. But, like, I walked in and I put down my stuff. And then uh, she goes to me and she says, okay, so this chicken is ours and these two are for you. And I was like, she cooked you, like, two chickens? She cooked me two fucking chickens. <laughs> two chickens. And I was like, well, Jerry, did, did, did you eat them? And he was like, well, yeah, but that's not the point. <laughs> That's besides the point. I'm a fat fuck. <laughs> and she made I mean, it out like that. <laughs> Let's go so, get some deep dish fucking pizza and eat some Petridge fucking farms. I mean, sh- shit. <laughs> I'm not that fucking fat. And I was like, but Jerry, you ate the two fucking chickens, right? <laughs> I can't let it go to waste, you know. I'm fuck, I don't yeah. want to eat one. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> He used so, to say stuff like Garachki. 
Like, oh, oh you got the garage key? <laughs> and you're like, what? What the fuck is a garage key? And he's like, you know, the key for the garage. It's a form of interpretive dance. That and I was like, garage. Uh, okay, I got you. A garage key. Yeah. Or, mm. yeah, you know, I was sitting in the, in the front room with the family. What the fuck is a front room? <laughs> now he's and he was like, language. you know, you know, the front room. And I was like, front? Like the front? Front room? Like the living room? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, with the TV and shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So let's let's bring let's bring this back on track and get off Chicago. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. No, no, it's it's good. But uh, we have uh, you've listened to some of them. We have a a very bad habit of shooting way off left field. Yeah, we uh, circle the runway <laughs> until we try to land the plane so, upside down, like Denzel Washington. Right. We talk so much shit, we forget what the point was in the beginning. Okay. <laughs> Guess that's the episode for today. Thanks for tuning in. But okay, so the 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 YouTube channel. You said you yes. started it because you uh, kind of needed an outlet, spreading the gospel of metal. I'm like a Jehovah's Witness for metal. So that's I guess. That's more or less why I got into doing the podcast with CJ. Isn't that kind of what you thought, O'Gara and CJ? Just the outlet? I was just hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) We showed up and James was just there with a mic. We ready to do this? (laughs) So, So that being said, we have run into so, so many problems. It has been a learning experience. Uh what about you? Did you did you have like any just what the fuck moments or just oh, yeah. might as well give it up for sure? Horrible. Yeah, well, no, it's it's not so much that I, I didn't think I was good at doing it, but I've run into issues where I didn't even put out videos for a couple months because the OBS system was not compatible with Mac for a little while. Like that's a technical difficulty I can't do shit about until they put a patch together, you know? Right and. I, I couldn't do my OBS thing, so I was trying to figure out ways to do it, and it just was not working. So I was like, all right, fuck it. We're going to put it on hiatus for a little while and come back to it. Well, uh, YouTube is also a very limiting platform at times. Like, don't get me wrong. I love my YouTube channel. I'm not going to go anywhere. It's, it's sticking on YouTube. But... Like sometimes they'll flag my shit for copyright infringement and all I'm doing is a reaction to the video. I don't make any fucking money doing this. I'm not monetized like and they will flag it and then block it from people viewing it. And I'm like, well, what the fuck, man? So I wind up shooting probably five videos at a time and seeing which ones stick to the board pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Like right. if, if the first one that I post goes through, then I'm, I'm good to go. But if that one comes back as flagged, then I got to put the second one up. So it's a lot more work than I was anticipating. And it's kind of frustrating when that happens. Uh, for instance, my second video I ever did was Slipknot Unsainted. And I did a reaction to that and it was like in my bedroom. I didn't even have a studio at the time in the garage. Like I was, I was just fucking winging it, you know? And, uh, I put it together and did a reaction to unsainted. It went through without any problems. 
I come back after August because that's when uh, Slipknot's album dropped and was doing a reaction to Nilo Forte for the top five albums for August because that's what I was going to do was just like a top five for every month. And uh, yeah, it got fucking flagged and blocked in 50 fucking countries. Jeez. And I was like, an overachiever. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? Like, I just did Slipknot. What the fuck? You know, like Roadrunner didn't do it. Slipknot didn't do it. Fucking YouTube did it. You know, like they're going in there and fucking jacking with shit and being like, oh, no, this is not your music. You can't share this. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then I see dudes doing the exact same song on other reaction video channels. And it didn't get flagged. And they're monetized. They got sponsors and shit. So I don't fucking know what to do besides just keep putting videos out and hoping they don't get flagged. But that's my biggest challenge. Like <laughs> you should go. What'd you say? Okay, What's that? It sounds like they're trying to direct where the views should go. Yeah. Could be. Could be. That algorithm, you know. Fucking yeah. picking and choosing. Um... Man, we we started off with CJ's super old and antiquated laptop, and well, no, we started out with O'Gara's antiquated touchscreen computer, and it would like just crash in the middle of recordings, and we'd be like, "Fuck!" And so then we moved to CJ's, and we were using Reaper uh, for our recording software at that point in time, and we had so many problems. Like there was one where we would be talking normal. And then all of a sudden, it would speed up like two times as fast, and then it would drop down to halftime. It was all over the fucking place. And then oh, that's weird. Sometimes we would lose one of us, and you could only hear us coming through uh, the other one's mic, so it would sound like you're way the fuck off. Or CJ, I don't know why it didn't all like CJ, but he always sounded like he had a bucket over his head, and he was trying to talk <laughs> the whole time. I did have a uh, bucket over my head. <laughs> so we've had like technical difficulties and then today we're, we're still trying to figure out how to do this live cast thing and where we're not in different rooms and all that stuff but I don't know It's it, but when, when you get it out there and people go hey man I dug what you did you're hilarious you guys are yeah. hilarious it makes you kind of go well alright cool we won't stop we'll keep going and it's, is that kind of what keeps you going sometimes when there's people like yeah man you introduced me to this Thank you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we've had a lot. Like that's that's the kind of the whole point is to get a conversation started about metal, you know. And um, I've had a lot of comments, especially on things like baby metal, where they're like, "Oh my god, I haven't seen an American react to this yet," you know. And they're like texting me from Japan; it's having to be translated, all kinds of shit. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, knowing that my reach goes that far that like people in Japan are digging my shit because Americans aren't really into their kind of music is pretty cool. Um, same with like the fact that, you know, uh, CJ said earlier that he, I turned him on to some dwarven metal. Like, oh, yeah, dude. And then that hilarious. other one, Haunt, Haunt, that other band. Haunt, that was- yeah. Yeah, I really. Yeah, and Haunt's like old school, man. Like they they got like an old school sound. They sound like Ozzy. They sound like Black Sabbath. 
So. Even their video had kind of like an old, like oldish vibe to it. Like it, what was nice though, is when I was watching your, your channel right below, I guess the way YouTube does it, I guess, cause, uh, I guess the song's tagged in it. The actual right. music video itself plays below it. So yeah. I was like, okay, cool. You know? So I was just at work, just jamming away at this stuff. I was like, man, this is actually really good. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. And I've actually, uh, I did one, I did a reaction for crafting the conspiracy. Right. And I, I said something on there that was kind of negative towards the, towards the guitar players. Cause they were using like eight string guitars or some shit. And I was like, Oh, that just means you can't drop play and drop D, you know? And I got a message from the bass player of crafting the conspiracy on YouTube. It was like, Hey, if you want to check out something, you know, we, we actually used to play in drop D. So check out our older shit. And, uh, yeah, man. Like, Oh, so he wasn't, he wasn't like pissed off. He was just like, Hey, no, check this out. Like, right. Yeah. And he, he did say, you know, we can definitely play in drop D cause that's what we were playing in before, but we got, you know, we, <laughs> we got eight strings so that we didn't have to retune and shit like that. And you, it was pretty cool to have an interaction with an actual band member and crafting the conspiracy is like a, a death metal band, but dude was super nice. You know what I'm saying? And that's the point for me. Like, that's the thing that people need to understand about metalheads is like this community of people, like, there is metal for everybody, like all over the place, like dwarven metal. You got pirate metal. You got regular metal. You got metal core. You got hardcore. You got punk is considered metal in some places. And like all these different um, branches of metal, it reaches out. You got death metal, black metal, like all this shit. But if you go to any of these shows, Listen, buddy, all ma all metal matters, right? Right. That's what it's all about. For real. At the end of the day. And if you go to any of these shows, you're going to meet the nicest fucking people. Um, one of the other YouTubers that I watch, his name is uh, Richard Metal Fan, right? And he goes to shows and like, like records video at the show of live performances. And sometimes he talks to, to bands and gets like the VIP passes and shit like that and talks to them and like has them shout out his show on YouTube. Oh, that's and awesome. And I was at As I Lay Dying show when they were in Atlanta at the Tabernacle. Nope, not the Tabernacle. Buckhead. They were at Buckhead Theater. And uh, Richard Metal Fan was right next to me. And I was like, dude, you're Richard. And he was like, yeah, you're Steve. And I was like, yeah. And then, and then they sucked each other's dicks off. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I, I grabbed, I, he, cause he was like in the middle and they were like, like clear that area whenever there are people like standing in the middle area because it's a walkway. So the guard, the security guards were coming and I grabbed him by the arm and pulled him over to where I was so that he could get a clearer shot for his video. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's that kind of interaction that you get at these shows where you you have a camaraderie about it. Steve, has You've anybody never... recognized you at these shows? Like some of the bands, have they like, oh shit, that's that's Metal Steve? Like, what's up? You know? Or, no, have uh, you had that not, yet? not yet. I'm not to that level yet. Um, well, listen, I after did... being on our show, it, it's coming, buddy. Big things I know are coming. It. You're I know. It. I'm up. super stoked. It's going to be great. Right. So, well, just I'm going to plug you guys too. 
just to kind of kind of go into like obviously you know you got the YouTube show and you know you've definitely broadened the horizons not only of me but other people out there that watch your show but you've also and we had talked about this previous before we did the podcast that you know you're a big advocate for uh, suicide prevention especially for people coming out of the military and I yeah. and I, I think it'd be an injustice if we didn't mention it at least or at least kind of say some of the good work that you did while you were I believe you said you were ta- uh, teaching resilience classes or Yes. So yeah. If, if uh, you mind, if you mind, kind of like, uh, you know, kind of getting into that a little bit. Tell us like what what exactly you were doing, like you yeah, know, sure. things to help out. So, all right. So, suicide and uh, depression and anxiety and things like that um, is a huge problem in the United States. Period. Oh yeah, well, especially and, now with this whole COVID, people being locked down in their houses, and you know, it's a strange exactly. time for everybody. So, and the the statistics show that in veterans, it's one point five percent more likely that a veteran is going to commit. Um, and it's a huge problem that the National Guard, the Army, Mil- Marines, all of it that they have to combat. And the way that the Georgia National Guard is doing it is they're teaching resiliency classes. Um, I got pulled into this by my first sergeant with my last unit and uh, they took me up to uh, I can't remember the name somewhere in Tennessee to train me on how to teach these classes and resiliency tactics and prevention and intervention for suicide and then we spent the next good six months um, that I was on AGR which is Active Guard Reserve basically being full-time national guard and, uh, teaching these classes to soldiers. Um, and it's crazy the amount of resistance that you get with this kind of stuff, because it is more of a serious topic. And a lot of soldiers especially feel like, Oh, well, if you can't deal, you're weak. And that's, that's the fucking wrong answer. You know, like, because the fact of the matter is, is these guys are going off to war for their country. And then while they're gone, you got Jody moving in on their girls or mm-hmm. Jody moving in on their guys. And like, now who is Jody home. and how can we beat them up? All right. So I'm just, Jody, I'm just no, I'm just kidding. I know what you mean. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you got these, these folks that are trying to move in, you know, and, and trifling, wives at home or husbands at home that are not being faithful. And then you get home for fighting for your country and you got nothing left, you know? And like at that point, like you make a decision, you make a decision to move on or you make a decision to, to fucking not. And that's a, that's a huge, huge issue for a lot of soldiers. Um, Now in the United States, on average, it's 132 Americans die by suicide each day. Jeez. That is 132 Americans die each day from suicide, guys. Jeez. And James, did, James, did you have to take those? Did they have those classes when you were getting out of the Army, or did you have to take anything like that? It's, it's just like what he said. Uh, we had suicide prevention classes, but a lot of people just took it as a joke. Um, yeah. And it's sad because there's probably pe- there's probably at least one person in every one of those classes that's actually trying to listen to the information, but doesn't want to speak up against everybody cracking jokes and not taking it serious. And then, exactly. Uh, 
Yeah, when I was in the reserves, then it became uh, sit down in front of a computer and just hit next on the slides until you get to the end so we can say yeah. that you did class and move on, you know? Yeah, that's the, the definition of death by PowerPoint. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, but no, the... I just wanted to say, though, but um, I don't agree with that because now in, you know, hindsight, um, I've lost more friends, fellow soldiers after we got home than even close to how many people were lost over there. So. Absolutely. And that's, that's a, that's a, that rings true for every soldier, I think, because I have known five soldiers, five soldiers in my six years. That's almost one per year that have committed suicide. Jeez. And that's stateside. That's not even being deployed over there. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just being a national guard soldier. And it, like, it, is most of it like PTSD or is it because once they come back, they don't really feel like they so PTSD. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little bit of both because like PTSD, um, you know, it stems from the traumatic side of things and the shit that they've seen and not being able to deal with that as a civilian when they get back. Um, and that happens to a lot of us, even if we don't deploy overseas, that happens to Jim down the street that has a car accident, you know, like PTSD yeah. is, a, is a serious thing that can lead to depression, anxiety, and suicide. And that's the, the crux of the matter is that this country has not put the resources it needs to into mental health. Period. So, Steve, and, would you say that there's uh, would like so if somebody's out there and they're you know what kind of social cues would you say like might might kind of like spark like hey man this guy you know kind of worried about this guy maybe we should get him some help or like what uh, right is there anything like in particular that you know we should look out for for our fellow uh, fellow people out there you know just uh, the warning signs Absolutely. essentially. Yeah. Is there anything so that you, you know people, from your experience with it? Yeah. A lot of people have passion projects, right? Mm -hmm. So like you've got one, I've got one, um, Jim down the street that's building his hot rods got one, you know what I'm saying? And there, it's all a passion project. And if somebody starts uh, like out of nowhere, out of the blue starts, getting rid of the equipment to do that passion project, or maybe they're a big video gamer and they start, you know, uh, I'm going to sell my Xbox and I'm going to sell all my games. I don't need them anymore. Then that is a way you ever heard of the term death clearing. Uh, yes. I've, I've, I, have, I have heard that term. So I'm, basically I'm they're getting what it means. So death clearing is, is a Swedish thing where they get rid of their stuff when they find out that they're, you know, not long for this world. They start getting rid of all of their belongings to people that they care about. So that's one thing that you can see when somebody that's super adamant and super passionate about this. And then all of a sudden something happens in their life and they start, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, like that's, that's a big red flag. And that's when you should start talking to folks and being like, Hey, what's up, man? You know, I noticed you getting rid of all your game system and stuff and you were streaming last week. Like what, what's going on, you know? And 
that's the main thing to keep somebody here is to know that somebody wants them there, you know? Of course. And now, if uh, you also have, on the other hand, you have people that have like high functioning depression and right. everybody thinks they're fine and then they just aren't with us anymore. Kind of like Robin Williams, people, you know, loved him and he always seemed like he had exactly. lots of energy and always happy. And then Chester Benefield, they said, you know, he was always just happy and pleasant. It didn't seem like much was wrong with him. So right. it, if you are a person that's suffering from like highly functional depression, but it's really weighing you down, where would one go uh, website, telephone number to, you know, that way you don't, cause I know some people when they're stuck in that hole, they don't really want to talk to those as close to them. It's easy to talk to a stranger. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, there are all kinds of resources out there for people like that. Um, there's a resource that I have actually used. Um, I went through a divorce a couple of years ago and was at a very low point and, uh, made a call for help to the suicide prevention lifeline. And it is a number that I can give you guys. I'm going to put it in the chat as well, but it's 1-800-273-TALK. And that is 8255-TALK. It is probably the best resource. They've got a website and everything as well, suicide prevention lifeline. And it is like a national organization that gives you all the resources for mental health that you could possibly want ranging from depression, anxiety, all the way to schizophrenia and other mental health issues that may be an issue. They've even got things for autism on there, but the main thing is, is they will talk to you until you can get somebody there that cares about you. You know what I'm saying? Man, that's great, Steve. I, you know, I truly, uh, you know, I know we, we tend to joke around a lot about on the show yeah. and stuff like that, but my hat's off to you. You know, you were brave enough to actually kind of recognize that you were getting close to that edge and, you know, man enough to step up and be like, hey, I need help. You know, there's, there's a lot of people that just suffer in silence. And, you know, you were you were fortunate enough to kind of just be like, hey, listen, I, I definitely uh, I definitely need need the help. And you reached out. And now that you've done that, you're kind of putting that back out there, you're turning that energy around and putting it into your channel and you're seeing your passion, you know, you're a family man now, you know, you, uh, you, you said you're married again now too, right? So, yes. Yeah. Um, so life is on the up and up, but yes, always, always, uh, always, what is it? Keeping watch, you know, always out there trying to help out other people. And we definitely are hats off to you for doing that type of stuff, man. So. Yeah, man. And I, I encourage you guys to do the same, especially for your group and your, your followers and stuff like that. Like just, just talk to people, you know, let them know that you care about them because you never know what they're dealing with. Exactly, man. Listen, we appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, we appreciate your time, everything that you're doing, everything that you stand for. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to wrap up, uh, from all of us here at the big head podcast, Keep those big horns up. Have a mammoth yeah. day. Thanks to yeah. our guest, Metal Steve. This is CJ. James. And I'm Trey. Guys. And I'm Metal Steve. Metal Steve, <laughs> take us out. What do you say at the end of yours, buddy? Bring it to All you. right. As I say at the end of everybody, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart.
Take care of yourselves. Take care of the masses.